Hello and welcome to True Crime Diary, a light-hearted podcast on a serious subject. Every two weeks we look back through true crime stories to discuss an event that took place on this week in history. I'm your host Mark Decano and with me as always are my friends Jed Lester. Hello. And Rue Turner. Hello. So the date we're looking at this episode is the 23rd of January and in 1909... Two criminals took part in an armed robbery in Tottenham in North London, resulting in a two-hour chase between the police and the criminals over six miles with an estimated 400 rounds of ammunition being exchanged. I'm going to Tottenham tomorrow. (laughs) Can you you tell me all about this story? You're taking a shooter. Before I go. (laughs) Well, I'll get to tell you about it right now. Thank you very much. So what we're talking about here is an armed robbery by two men who were emigres from the Russian Empire. Right. Uh, Latvia, as it, it was now, but at the time would have been part Wasn't. of the em- yeah. Russian Empire. Yep. So they were Jewish Latvian immigrants, members of a Latvian socialist party. What have they got against parts of North London? <laughs> <laughs> well, they needed money, you see, oh, to yeah. carry out their revolutionary activities. Funding. Funding, exactly. Yeah. Why you can't fund revolutionary activities from a hard day's honest work? Yeah. Right? You know? <laughs> they big money, fast. That's what they want. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was for? To then... Yeah. So this spread is... Spread the word. The situation is that, obviously, people have been exiled, if you like, from the Russian Empire. This is, like I say, 1909. So this is pre-First World War. This is Tsarist Imperial Russia... It is. A lot of extreme rich and poor divide. Right. And lots of revolutionary activity, not just in Russia, but across Europe, but also particularly there. We're talking about a time when you've got like Lenin's in London with the... Uh, uh, Stalin was living in North London at the time, and they were <laughs> plotting their revolution in Russia, that sort of thing. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> well, both of them. They were living in London, yeah, yeah. London is a hotbed of socialist and Marxist revolutionary right. chit-chat. At the time. At the time, right. Hoping to fan the flames of a revolution. Where he was living? Stalin was in Stepney. Was he? (laughs) Stalin living in Stepney. It wouldn't have been... um... It's East End. It was full of Jewish immigrants. Oh, sorry. I was going to say... Wouldn't have been a bit slummy. He would have have had money. He could have moved to Belgravia. I think he did have a decent apartment, to be Uh, fair. Lenin did, for sure. Right. Lenin was in, in London until 1908, the year before, mm-hmm. near King's Cross. Okay. He met Trotsky in London. Um, they were working in uh, Clerkenwell uh, on a socialist newspaper. Right. Wow. And then, uh, and then they met up with Stalin, who was uh, in the East End because he was poor. And the consequences were, <laughs> were hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. London, at the time, yes. this, this hotbed of revolution... Because those people had all basically been kicked out or chased out or, you know, some way had to get out of of Russia or Germany or such states like Poland or whatever existed at the time. And they all basically came to London. What people are always in a hurry? Russian people? Russians! So excuse my historic ignorance. And my ignorance is historic as well as... It is, yeah. (laughs) As well as about the history. (laughs) Um, when were they fleeing the Bolsheviks? Because my friend's parents came to England because they fle- fled the Bolsheviks from Russia. 
Right, well, the Bolsheviks took And power they in... left the day before the attacks came and destroyed their houses. And... Right, so the Bolsheviks, they took power in 1917. Okay. As that's the revolution, it's the Bolsheviks. Bolsheviks means um, the majority. Right. Which is a split in the Communist Party. So the Bolsheviks was the majority and the Mensheviks was the minority. Okay. And the Bolsheviks started the revolution. So if they were fleeing the Bolsheviks, that means the Bolsheviks had some form of power. So that would be 1917. Right, okay. So during World War One, So we are now five years before the start of World War One. They're still just full of talk. <laughs> <laughs> they're all talk. It's all preamble. They're not, the, they're not the majority. They're not the majority. They yeah. said they were the Yet. majority, but there were only three of them. <laughs> the minority <laughs> always claims to be in the majority. Well, of course. <laughs> but there's, there's, it's quite fun because all of these people, these agitators were under surveillance the whole time by yes. the Metropolitan or the City of London police. And there's a great story about the this this group that Lenin and Stalin were, were involved in, this like revolutionary cause. And they would meet in this pub in North London, I can't remember the name of it, but they met in the pub and there's the police had, they hid an officer in a cupboard <laughs> so he could overhear everything they were saying. Banana Russian. I've got it! Someone Russian is going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. And these meetings went on for hours and hours and hours. They would eat and oh drink on the pub, just spouting their revolutionary ideas and arguing. And, and he was in there listening to the whole thing. And when he came out, they, the whole thing had been in Russian. He didn't understand a word. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd been there for cupboard for like eight hours. Yeah. With his what stadium pound strapped to his leg. Yeah. <laughs> what did you learn? Nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> If I've learned anything here today, it's to go to the bathroom when I get the opportunity. So into this revolutionary hotbed, yes. we've now got these Latvian socialists. Um, they've been smuggling revolutionary literature into Russia. And what was their call? Ultimately, what was their utopia? Uh, well, again, it was socialist. It was probably wasn't far away from what Lenin and that were preaching, but... These are all, you know, branches of the same tree. Revolution, right. anti-imperialist stuff against right. the Russian Tsar. Okay. So they're printing stuff in London, because you're allowed. Yeah. And then they would smuggle it into Russia. Okay. To say, down with Nicholas. Yeah. So the two men, Paul Hellfield, uh, who was... He doesn't sound very Russian. No. And Jacob or Jakob Lepidus. He does. <laughs> <laughs> he was 25. Lepidus also had a brother, Vladimir, who... Had a nom de guerre, oh, yeah. it was called Striga, um, who was described in the Times newspaper as a member of the notorious Russian revolutionary family, meaning a well-known revolutionary mm -hmm. agitator. Um, he was known for making bombs. Right. <laughs> okay. Vlad the Exploder. Vlad the <laughs> Tick. Shortly before arriving in Tottenham, Lepidus and Helfeld had been in France where they had attempted to assassinate Armand Fellier, who was president of France, by means of a bomb. A bomb? No, not a bomb. A bomb. You mean a bomb? <laughs> a bomb? <laughs> yes, a bomb. At the time. So they tried to kill the French president. Blimey. So they... To, why? What's he done to them? Imperialist. So is that bad? Colonial power. <laughs> yes, well, they're social revolutionaries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bloody... Once you topple everyone above you, you're at the top and must be toppled. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Apart from me. <laughs> Very nice. Now do you get that, eh? By exploiting the workers. So they moved to North London, where there they continued, their, as I say, their revolutionary activities. Yes. But they need money. 
So they the do. important thing to know is how we got to our point whereby they are pursued because of this robbery in Tottenham. Yes. So they. So it was. It, it all happened there. It all happens there. I wonder so what was there. I'll tell you what was there. For them to steal. There was the Schnurman rubber factory. <laughs> of course there was. Why didn't I think of it? And, and they made rubber Schnurmans. <laughs> rubber Schnurmans, yes. Schnurmen. Yeah. There is Mr. Schnurman. Yep. Owner, operator of the rubber factory. And he had a chauffeur named Joseph Wilson. And every week, Joseph Wilson would drive a 17-year-old office boy named Albert Keyworth to a bank in Hackney. Mm-hmm. Where they would collect the week's wages and return to the factory. So every week in the in the morning, they drive to the bank with the boy, take the boy to the <laughs> office. Yep. The boy gets the, the wages for the factory and drive back. Then the, the wages would be in coins, gold, silver, copper coins. And this was a routine. This is yeah. a routine, yes. which I don't have a problem with, so long as this seventeen-year-old boy is six foot four and three hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. I'm beginning to see the how this plan could be easily. <laughs> There's, there's a chink, isn't there? Yeah. It's probably weakness. got a nice. They've probably got a nice car as well, meaning stands have. out. In 1909. Oh, 09, yeah. Oh god, I mean, you just Pony have a, a car is is good enough, basically. You don't have to have yeah. a nice car, but you could have had a nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was a car. It could nice as easily car. have been like a. You can still have a Rolls Royce then. But or something. I don't know what car it was. But it, it was, was the car. It was yeah, the exactly. company <laughs> car. Where in yeah, an yeah. age where there were no company yeah, yeah. cars. So they would drive out, pick up the money, drive back, and then the yeah. office boy, Albert, holding a big sack of money, would get out of the car <laughs> to open the gates to let the car in. Of course. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have he to hold leave the money? It? Why hold the money? Why leave it in the yeah. car? Yeah. I don't know. But nonetheless, <laughs> yep. on this day that we're speaking of, on the 23rd of January, They've got eighty pounds in gold. Pounds in weight. <laughs> what? No. Eighty pounds of gold. <laughs> eighty pounds sterling. Eighty pounds in nineteen oh nine is a little shy of twelve thousand pounds today. But again, twelve thousand pounds buys yeah. less now than it would have. Been. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And that's per week. That's a weekly wage for the whole factory. Yeah. Why have they got it in gold? Why haven't they got it in? It's. I'd said it's in coins. It's gold, silver, and copper coins. Really? Yeah. This plan is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm glad they got well, it's, robbed. It's small because you're paying all the factory workers who don't earn enough to get paper notes. Right. Oh, okay. So, so you have to get they pennies. They have to be in right, okay. yeah, yeah. They don't earn enough. How about paying them some more? <laughs> <laughs> Revolution starts here. <laughs> Who's with me? <laughs> Alf. Alfie. Stupid Alf with his bag. Is he called Alf? Albert. I'm oh, sorry. Albert. <laughs> Bert. So, Albert. Can you... We've arrived. Albert, we've arrived. Can you just get out and open the door? Yes. Shall I leave this bag of money here? No. Take it with you. Don't let go. It's quite heavy, though. Um, wouldn't it be better if I left it inside this secure, probably quite nice car? No. Take it with you, Albert. I've said it once. I won't say it again. You can open the gate with the other hand. Exactly. That massive gate? Yes. Continue. So, having dis- having wrestled with his conscience enough to take the money with him yes. at this point, so the car stops, Albert Keyworth with the bag of money gets out to open the gates. The car starts to pull into the gate, at which point Leopardus grabbed Keyworth and tried to take the bag off him. Mm. Give me all your money, bookworm, or I blow your brains out. But Keyworth fought back. Give it back! 
and Wilson stopped the car. Wilson, who was driving the car, he stopped. He him. stopped the car. He yeah, stopped the so car. So he was still driving. Well, he was pulling forward <laughs> ah, through right, the gate, yeah. and then he was. He's just going on a drive. The gate behind the car. Yeah, yeah, of course. So he pulls forward. Leopardus grabs Keyworth. So Wilson stops the car, gets out to help mm. Keyworth. Hey, you, get your damn hands off. At which point then Hellfield comes along and joins the fight. So there's four of them, two on two. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A businessman, a child, and two criminals. <laughs> a driver. A, a, dr- a child. Okay. Two a driver, a child. Yes, fine, yeah. Leopardus manages to get the bag off of Keyworth, and Hetfield fired at Wilson, the chauffeur, several times with a gun that he had concealed on him. Right. Without once managing to actually hit him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He fired through his coat. Yeah. He shot his coat, that's what I'm saying. Did he? <laughs> he shot him in the coat several times. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep. It's a coat wound. It was it's a, a new spot and hole. Been shot several times in the coat and in the back of the coat. <laughs> he got well, like a minor cut where it, on his coat. And, on and his subsequently, coat. all police officers were issued with the same coat. <laughs> <laughs> Protective coat. According to the police report, it was uh, a miraculous and unaccountable that he escaped mm-hmm. injury. Was, he just it? fired, literally fired several times and hit a coat and nothing else. <laughs> Fine. So then, the chase. So they ran off. They ran off, yes. Well, initially, they ran off. That's what I'd do. Yeah. Run away! <laughs> I'd initially run off. <laughs> I wouldn't hang about. <laughs> well, there were two policemen who heard the shots, the guns quite lucky, isn't it? Because the police station was next door. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's why they heard them. They heard them from the immediately adjacent police yes, station. because they were next to it. Not the ideal no. place to commit. Would they have... Would policemen have... Carry guns. They didn't carry guns as a matter of course, but they were able to get firearms if they Okay, fine. So right. they had a kosh, um, uh, is that they what you call a kosh, it? Yeah. A what do you call it now? Nightstick. Nightstick. That's a bat no baton. Baton. Truncheon. Truncheon. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I don't think they carry truncheons anymore. Do they not? No. They do. It's they they've, got, collapsible. they've got a telescopic yeah, it's a nightstick, yeah. doesn't it? No, it's Americans have a nightstick. It's the one with the bit that sticks out the side. Oh, oh yes, yes. Um, so you can do Tonfa. Excuse you, Tonfa. Tonfa. Yeah, that's what they called. It's a, it's a ninja stick, as they were called when I was a child. Ninja stick. <laughs> I for, um. They're for for um for defence against swords. They're, no, they are. No, <laughs> it runs along the side of the arm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. you hold a and it's for a bit there. It's for catching a sword or like batting a sword. Not a sword. <laughs> yeah, that's what <laughs> they were. That's what they were designed for. Being hit with <laughs> they were, who's got, an object, who's carrying swords? <laughs> the ninjas. The nin- <laughs> ninjas. What are you talking about? No the ninjas have come into Spurt Tottenham. <laughs> the ninjas. Go against the ninjas. The North London ninjas. Yeah, part of the North London Ninjas Society. The um, what do you call the one where it goes telescopic? Nice stick. <laughs> and it goes and it goes like that. How's it go? See, I always think of it as an old car aerial. Yeah. <laughs> On a Ford Capri. Um, anyway. <laughs> we digress. Did you say they ran away? <laughs> I did. Initially. Okay. Initially. Initially they ran away. Yep. The two policemen, Tyler and Newman, they hear the shots, run out of the station and chase <coughs> Leopardus and Hellfield down the street 
George Smith, who's a, a bloke passing by. A bloke. A bloke. A man in the street. He intercepted Lepidus as he passed and threw him to the ground. Gotcha. That's very good of him. Yeah. Uh, which... Threw him to the ground very roughly. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> While they were tussling on the ground, Hellfield fired at George Smith four times. And hit his... <laughs> c- c- <laughs> Shot him through the cap. <laughs> Shot him through the cap. Shot him through the cap. Oh, right. I was, I was, I was right. <laughs> Up until the first letter. Shot him through the clothes. What, only the cap? No, he did also get hit in the collarbone. Oh, no. That's no good, is it? Coat, cap, collarbone. He's done the coat, a cap and a collarbone so far. Um, oh, dear, that's no good. And he's it? fired at least Where's 11 shots at this point. Oh, collarbone, you, you can survive. Yeah, he hit him on collarbone. It didn't happily. Yeah, yeah. 11th anything. time lucky. Yeah, yeah. It was an owie. It wasn't a critical injury. I'd have shot lower. Lower than the collarbone. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it mattered where he shot because oh, he was okay. hitting nothing. <laughs> Fine, yeah, yeah. I think he fired a point, point blank at his he head. Was aiming, he would have hit. What else, car. beginning with C, can I, <laughs> can I aim for? <laughs> Is there a carpet shop around here? <laughs> Cartilage. <laughs> so Lepidus leapt up and yep. away the two of them ran again. Like leopards. Like leopards. Yes, because they'd initially run away. And now yeah. they were initially yeah. rerunning okay, yeah. again. Now, more members of the public start of course, to join the pursuit. start to make chase. There's gunfire and... <laughs> oh, it's kerfuffles. a kerfuffle. Yeah. Which is kind of... I think it's quite amazing that like they're seeing guns being fired. Yes. And the general public are joining in chase. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 I can't imagine that happening so easily these days. Plus several Definitely. other off-duty Everyone would policemen. just look down quietly to the ground and move away. Absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. Or run for cover. And then, and one of them's got a probably a swag bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Balaclava. Containing £80, pounds 80 worth, pounds of, worth of coin. Yep. So off they go. So now you've got a, a bunch of people in the street mm. running after them. A bunch of off-duty policemen run out of the police station. Yes. None of them are armed, but they join the pursuit. That said, the I don't know how many guns the two chaps had, but... You're starting to run out of bullets. Well, they had lots of ammunition. Oh, they did. They did have. They each had a small pistol, but they had lots of bullets because we know that because do we? (laughs) They fired lots, (laughs) a lot. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't. I don't quite support that at all. Well, (laughs) you don't support (laughs) that. That's all right. (laughs) Well, they've already had one man has already fired at least eleven shots that yeah. we know of yeah right the two guns they had um, one of them only held five shots in it and the other one was seven plus one that's, so, eight. that's eight yeah <laughs> well it's, yeah, it's, it's one in the barrel and seven in the clip and the other one only held five so how so. But so do you have to stop and each time a gun empties say let's say you're not yep. loading like intermediary loadings then that's we've well, got eight we've got 13 shots before both guns need to be reloaded Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're letting off 400 rounds. Yes. Who said that? That's that's how. That's, that's the estimate of beginning. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. They say yes. They said that means they had 400 one. on them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, if you're going to be holding up like you know a wage bag, you don't tend to carry 400 rounds with you <laughs> unless you're expecting a shootout well, or a massive chase. 400 rounds will be heavier than the wage bag, probably. Yeah. Right? Yes, probably. probably. Yeah. Probably. And also, they must be expert reloaders. Yeah. Duck and cover and shoot yeah. and scoop. Yeah, but you're being pursued as well. How Are long did there? this take? Two hours. <laughs> at least two hours. Yeah, at least two hours. What? The whole the chase? The pursuit. The chase. Really? Um, 
but you're you know adrenaline and nerves are being pursued by pro- presumably a gathering crowd mass of people yeah trying to get you hoping you're going to drop the bag <laughs> yeah, pro- probably yeah that's yeah. all they're bothered about some of whom had holes in their coats <laughs> which would have been cold because it was January I'm shivering and shaking and running and jumping and you want me to turn around and shoot and reload too so in the course of the pursuit one policeman did actually borrow a pistol from a member of the public who was passing <laughs> by so a he- pistol a pistol Yoink. the police didn't have guns but a member of the public had a yeah, gun yeah, yeah. the policeman borrowed that wow. so he was able to return fire um, Wilson the driver got back in the car in the factory and he drove in pursuit he drove after them and PC Wilson he got in the car while the other PC Tyler ran alongside the car yeah, yeah. so now you've got two men it's quite a men. slow car yeah, oh, I mean, it, yeah these it are, would have been this slow, is 1909 wouldn't it? It wouldn't well it also would have been walking speed <laughs> mud tracks and cobbles or something wouldn't it it would have been I would have thought a car could have done 15-20 miles an hour easy yeah. Yeah. I, yeah not much more because of the surface I would imagine but, but not fast fast yeah I mean, a, a, a Ford could do 20 to 30 miles an hour the first round of Fords which was fast yeah which is pretty fast I don't mean to be rude here well, you probably go zero to 60 in like, what, 3.5 years? As the car got close to them, the two criminals, they turned around and started firing at it. They did disable the car because if one of the bullets broke the water pipe. Car. Shot over the car, yeah. which begins with C. <laughs> they should have got in a lorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wilson, the driver, and PC Newman uh, received small wounds. They were hit in the neck, in the Dear. ear. Oh. There were small wounds. They weren't uh, debilitating. And then, as obviously, as lots, there's got members of the public diving to take cover and others joining the pursuit. Mm. One person got on a bicycle, pursued after them, and in an attempt to knock them over with a with a broom, <laughs> like a <laughs> like a joust, joust. <laughs> fantastic, <laughs> a rubbish joust. <laughs> Very good. Did that work? No. Okay. Uh, another woman tried to uh, pelted them with buns. <laughs> As they ran past, that didn't have a great effect either. But very strangely enough, yeah. that'd have been a, that'd have been a penny each. Yeah, yeah. She's throwing a whole day's labour at. Yeah. Other other members of the crowd stooped down to pick up those buns <laughs> yeah. to have some lunch. It's all a bit um, comedically cartoons, a bit cartoon, yeah, yeah, cartoon esque, yes. isn't it? Yes. Currently, it doesn't continue in that vein, but no, it, okay. as it as it begins, yes, it is comically Keystone. Yeah, yeah. Now, sadly, during oh all this comedy bun throwing and such, no, yeah, a ten-year-old boy named Ralph, he was caught in the, the crossfire, right, and he did suffer a hit to the chest. He was ridden to hospital on a bicycle. Chest. <laughs> Chest. Uh, but sadly died on arrival. Oh dear. So we have our first victim. In a bicycle crash. No. <laughs> he was alive on the bicycle. Oh dear. Oh dear. So we have uh, the, uh, What we're kind of... I know, until that member of the public supplied the gun, we're only ever getting one-way gunfire, aren't we, Correct. so far? Yeah, yes. Yeah. But 90%, or if not more, of the gunfire was from the two... Right, yes, okay. So, yes, yeah, so you have a very little bit of return fire from the police. Very little. Um, and broomsticks. And, and buns and broomsticks. Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a movie I want to see. Buns, buns and broomsticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the sequel. So, the gunmen, while they're running away, they head towards Tottenham Marsh. And Tyler and Newman, they take a shortcut and cut them off. But they were within nine yards 
Specifically then, nine yards. Yeah, that's how close they estimate they were. That's <laughs> hilariously specific. Yeah. And uh, PC Taylor says, come on, give in, the game's up. Oh, yeah. At which point, Hellfield lifted his weapon and shot him through the head. Oh, no. Shot him through the cop. Shot him through the cop. From a distance <laughs> of nine yards. From a distance of nine yards. 8.2 metres. <laughs> That's not very nice, is it? It's not very nice. No. Tyler, the policeman, was carried to a house, called for an ambulance. He was taken to the hospital and he died on arrival. So we have two... He bodies. was fine up until he arrived. <laughs> Well, until he's pronounced dead. He was probably oh, yeah. dead. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's not officially dead until someone is not dead until, you're until he arrived. pronounced dead. <laughs> so, all right, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're here. I'm fine. I'm dead. We've <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> arrived. <laughs> so now the Hellfield and Leopardus, the two uh, criminals. It's getting off, more and more deadly serious. Off again. And now they've got two dead bodies to them. Yes. Yeah. So they're pretty desperate at this point, I should think. Yep. They, get, uh, they cross the River Lee. Mm-hmm. And they're shooting from the bridge to keep the the crowd who are pursued. There's now a crowd of people. Of course, there is. Yeah, yeah. Unarmed people, well, armed with buns and broomsticks. Crowd. They're shooting them in the crowd. crowd. <laughs> there were some people by the side of the river who'd been duck shooting. They oh. used their shotguns to fire at the criminals. They're now they're being shot at by. Is that is that, is that bullets or is it Shotguns. shot? Yeah. Shot. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, it depends how far it is. But yeah, at a distance. So bad. they just turn. <laughs> just they're shooting yeah. ducks. And they just turn I mean, arguably they, know, arguably, they know nothing about this, yeah. what's going on. But they just yeah. start it's shooting. It's the men people. running with guns. Yeah. Shooting at the public. Public of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, yeah. With, presumably with pitchforks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waving <laughs> fists. Flames. Yeah. yeah. Flaming torches. Uh, yeah. All the townspeople here. They're coming to get us right now! They continue to flee uh, along the bank of the river. Um, they flee the Lee. They flee across the Lee. The duck hunters and a local football team joined in the chase. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, it's almost like a carry-on movie. <laughs> it is. It's completely well, there would have been another whistle involved. Uh, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, create more noise and... Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. It's, it's, it's like a the end scene from Benny Hill show like yeah. all people joining the chase yeah, yeah. a local nurse school joined in <laughs> campsite <laughs> uh, another policeman um, borrowed another pistol from another bystander yep. <laughs> the police aren't armed but the public seem to be well armed yeah, yeah. he managed to get close enough to fire on the two fleeing criminals but they saw him and fired back and he got shot in the leg so he's out oh dear he's no good is he mm. he's rubbish he got shot in the calf he. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. By the way, was the local football team actually Spurs? Tottenham Hotspur. Bizarre, if that. Was, I hope they were. That was the case. Yeah, it's the right the era of of them playing the, uh, White Hart Lane there. But anyway, yep. Let's assume they were. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's a load of Tottenham. That is it's a steaming pile of Hotspur. So fleeing across open land by the marshes, they hide. Temporarily behind a haystack, again <laughs> firing at, at the people. The crowd, huge crowd, is now chasing them. Yep. Then they flee again to Chingford Road nearby, where they saw a number nine tram. Okay. So they ran up to the tram, waving their weapons in the air. The most of the passengers fled. Yep. And they got on the tram. Just them two. Them two. You know, had enough running at this point. And decided to drive off in a tram. The uh, the driver ran up on hid on the top deck among the seats, but all the passengers fled. 
So now they've got to learn how to drive a tram. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they tried to force the conductor to drive, but he'd never driven before, so he didn't know what to do. Well, <laughs> Meanwhile, behind him, a policeman <laughs> commandeered a horse and cart. <laughs> <laughs> Tram's probably quite... If you want to go quick, you can go quick. I would yeah, imagine. but only where there's tram lines. Well, obviously, but that's... Well, I mean, it's not going to go, go take anywhere. me to France, are you? <laughs> the, you as long as you say, the, you, I mean, the only thing you do know, is, the police will know, is that, well, we know where they're going because yeah. they can only go that way. Exactly. But it'll be a smooth, uninterrupted path, wouldn't it be? Yeah, well, they still have to stop at... Are we talking about rails? <laughs> Just stop to get passengers on and off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they still have to stop at the yeah, designated stops. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so a policeman got on a, a pony and cart. He got close enough to, to aim a shot at the two. Yep. But uh, failed, and they fired back, hit the horse, <laughs> and the horse and cart overturned. Ooh, cart. Mm. <laughs> hit with the cart. Oh dear. So a tram, a number nine tram coming in the opposite direction was commandeered by a policeman. Well, that's not good. He'll <laughs> go, go the other way. <laughs> they, they, it was coming the opposite way. The policeman and 40 other people got on the tram, forced it into reverse so it would pursue. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So they've 40 got 40 other people. Wow. 40, wow. So they've, so they've got the criminals in a number nine tram pursued by Rever- a reversing, a reversing tram. tram. Full of people waving fists at it, going the other direction. <laughs> going dilly <laughs> The conductor who's struggling to drive this tram warns the two criminals because he wants to get them off the tram. He says, There's a police station around the corner. They'll be waiting. Police for station you. around the corner. Lads. <laughs> Was there? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's they a good, ploy. good plan. Yeah, good yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. There's a police station around the corner. They'll be waiting. So the two crims, they jump off and. <laughs> They see a horse-drawn milk float. <laughs> <laughs> they shot the driver Talk about, oh, and stole the, the milk float. He lived. So surely that that's the would sl- need to be the fastest milk float <laughs> in the West. Yeah. In the West. <laughs> the, surely that is the absolute, the slowest form of transport. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it would be now, because, well, it would be when we were young, because milk floats were like the first some of the first electric vehicles and they were very slow but it would yeah. have been a knackered horse a, like a real rubbish horse milk float a nag and full of milk <laughs> <laughs> meaning the speed would have been walking pace but then the other trolley had 40 passengers <laughs> and it's going in reverse yeah <laughs> right okay They're off they milk slowly slowly yeah. charge yep um, they tried to take a corner too fast and the milk cart overturned. <laughs> oh milk. Why didn't they get rid of the milk? But they didn't stop to cry over that. Hey. They... <laughs> Why didn't they push the milk off before? <laughs> or, or throw it as Why any of this? Why is any of this? Throw happening? it as bombs. Yeah, it's a milk bad. bomb. Milk yeah. bomb. <laughs> so now they're without transport again. They see a grocer's boy with his delivery cart. They threaten him. What, and just steal just his cart. Who walks with some apples. <laughs> no, it's a horse. Oh, no, it's a horse, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Give that, us that wheelbarrow. <laughs> we'll push it instead. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. So Lepidus drives the delivery cart. Helpers sitting in the back, firing constantly, firing and reloading. Yeah, yeah, yes, clearly. Another policeman commandeers another car. <laughs> This would be the slowest. They're, they're probably about <laughs> half a mile from where they've originally started. <laughs> yeah, almost made it to the end of the road. <laughs> so they're being pursued. A cart was being pursued by a car. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, the other thing is, 
if you, unless you're a complete idiot, they know that 40 people are in a reversing tram <laughs> that can only go in a certain direction. Yeah. So don't go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Go off go perpendicular to... The point at which that hits the track that goes left, you turn right. <laughs> yeah. but, but apparently not. We'll still go along this main road. I mean, in terms of being smart, and in terms of also you saying how slow this must have been, Yeah, yeah, yeah. the delivery car um, didn't go very fast because the brake was still on. Right. Oh, okay. So they were going yeah. even slower. <laughs> and the horse was exhausted trying to drag of this delivery car yeah, yeah, with yeah. the brakes on. Yeah. So they didn't get very far. So they actually had to abandon it and run off on foot. Which would have been the quickest option. Which would have been quicker anyway. But but they were still carrying heavy stuff, weren't they? But they've had 20 minutes rest on these vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. They're running off on foot, again down by a river, River Ching. Mm -hmm. uh, And they try to make it over a fence. Leopard has got over, but Hellfield, who was now exhausted, Mm. couldn't climb the six-foot fence. So he put the gun to his head and shot himself. Did he? Yes. Well, did the other bloke have the money? Yes. Because that would have been annoying because he would have had to climb back over the fence. Now, I guess he knows at that point, if they're caught, he's dead. Uh, do you mean by the mob? Well, either by the mob or by the rope. Yeah. Yes, right, okay, yeah. Now, he wasn't quite dead. <laughs> because he could, so when you said we do that right, <laughs> he shot himself in the head. The classic, but, as we know, wasn't quite <laughs> he wasn't quite dead. After as being we, announced as that he was dead. A terrible aim, so even at point blank range, he true. didn't yeah, die. Because yeah. um, he aimed for the cranium. <laughs> <laughs> cranium, everyone. No, he was... Uh, the police managed to get to him before he could shoot himself again. Okay. Uh, didn't it, didn't it go in above his right eyebrow and then come out through above his left eye? Yeah, basically he shot himself through the forehead. Which I, yeah, I mean, it must have been... And out on the other side of the forehead. Sounds quite bad to me. Yeah, it was like half an inch I mean, above his painful. right eye. <laughs> it would but have been die. painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was overpowered I mean, and taken to the hospital. I would argue that's an important part of your head. <laughs> well, it's mostly bone. It's not yeah, a I lot. I suppose so. It's hard. Skull. Yeah, that's probably the hardest part of the whole skull. Yeah, it probably is, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. it's not. It's not easy bit. It? Bloody agony. Yeah, it would have hurt. Don't get me wrong. It would have hurt. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a th- it was a three three caliber gun that he used. Yeah. Which is famous for misfiring and not uh, okay. working properly. Oh, <laughs> so he was captured. He was captured. Yep. I mean, he's, he's wounded, obviously, Very from the head. Nearly wound. dead. Nearly dead, but not quite dead. He's yep. taken to Tottenham Hospital, which okay. already has two dead bodies it in. It does, yeah. Lepidus continues to flee. Yep. Um, he took refuge in a small cottage where a woman and her kids were. Well, keep warm, and don't pick fights with the little Russian boys. He arrived at the cottage. The children were in the house, and the woman was at the front gate, because she heard the commotion. Lepidus darted in behind her through the open front door and shut it basically shut her outside Out. yep. and locked mm. himself in the house, unbeknownst to him, with some children inside. Yep. Right. And then her screams attracted the police. Of course. So now this He's crowd besieged this little house. Mm. Uh, Leopardus went upstairs. A policeman broke in through a downstairs window and got his children out. Okay. Another policeman got another pistol from another passerby. <laughs> of course. Yeah. A heavily armed passersby. And he managed to get a ladder up the back of the house. A ladder. And <laughs> yes. can't open the door. Well, or knock it down. Well, it's locked from it's the locked. inside. It would have been, yeah, but it would have been made of... They broke in through a back window. Straw He's upstairs. They were straw. <laughs> <laughs> he goes up the ladder and he was in a position did to he do the, Did he do this? He trailed his eyes through, with his hands. Through the window. <laughs> yeah. But he um, 
Right. Unfortunately, the safety catch was on and he didn't understand how that yeah. worked. So he basically just... He was a policeman. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not armed either. So he was clicking nothing. He was clicking yeah. nothing. Right, okay. That's what they call it. Yep. So he had to, he basically went back down the ladder. <laughs> he came back down the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, tr- I tried. How'd you get on? <laughs> Don't ask. Anyway, so the police, they broke into the house eventually. Yep. And they went upstairs... This is a tiny, tiny house. Two up, two down. Two rooms up. So he was hiding just upstairs. Well, he, yeah. It looked like he'd tried to hide in the chimney because there was sooty handprints around the chimney. It looked like he tried to hide up up the chimney. Yep. Great Christmas story. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But when they broke into the other upstairs room, they saw Lepidus lying in the bed. He pulled the sheet up over his head. Of course. As if to hide. I can't see you. You can't see me. Yeah. Uh, the policeman fired as they entered, but even as they fired, he fired, shooting himself in the head. So he did actually uh, die. Oh, he. So everybody fired all at once, but they all fired at him. Okay, yeah. So one, he, one of them's bound to hit. One of them's going to hit. <laughs> yep. So he did. Right. He was dragged outside and died on the lawn. That's it, ladies and gentlemen, the journey is over. What a roller coaster <laughs> commotion. Mm. The net result was zero, other than people dying. Their achievement was zero, basically, wasn't it? Yes. Or... <laughs> well, there's, there's one thing, or you're what? probably about to mention this, the one thing in the aftermath that I found kind of slightly hilarious, in that about, what, some spare change was found out of all of the money that was They found stolen. five pounds on Lepidus. Yep. The other 75 pounds disappeared and was never found. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, now we understand why so many people were chasing, were chasing them. them. Yes, right. Uh, okay. so, found so the mob then had somewhere in the long, along had the their pursuit, way. They've lost the, lost the money. Either they dropped it into the river. Yeah, maybe. Or or, the, or he was dead somewhere, and someone just went. I love that. Or he, the second he was dead, and he was a bag next to him. Everyone <laughs> went. Should we? Uh, so it would seem. <laughs> A roller coaster. So a two-hour, a very slow, two-hour, very, pursuit. very ten-kilometer. Yep, six miles. Six miles. Estimated. Really? Yeah. Six miles. Away. That's, that's quite. That's six miles hard into, going. That's three miles an hour average <laughs> speed of pursuit. Yeah, Half right. the average speed in London. <laughs> that's less than walking speed. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a slow. They apple. would have got. Eight miles away, if they just if walked. they just walked, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. a, a, a decent walking pace, they would have got eight miles. But because of whatever the hell they were trying to do, they actually slowed themselves down. Wow, wow! That's an afternoon stroll, an amble. That's an actual walk in the park. So, twenty-three casualties, oh, oh, two fatal, uh, some serious. So, you're talking about twenty-three casualties that they were involved in no, no I'm, a, I'm so including them mean, is that 23 so 21 civilians and police uh, no with the exception of the two okay there so were 23 so 25 casualties by their right. hand right so they killed Blimey. they killed two people one policeman and the, the boy who was killed so they uh, they wouldn't have lasted mind you this was this was 1909 so we're yeah. I think we're confusing ourselves that they all go to the gallows. That's obviously <laughs> not the case. But um, that then, but what if they'd been captured alive? Yes. I mean, on the basis that they they both instantly tried to and and actually did commit tried to commit suicide. Hmm. Would they have lasted five minutes and then been 
I mean, the answer is no. Well, assuming the mob didn't beat them to death, yeah, sorry, mm. they would have gone to trial for murder and they probably would have hanged. Yes. They'll hang you just as sure as ten dimes will buy a dollar. Uh, right, okay. Yeah. So they, e- even at that time, it was... Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they would have hanged for armed um, robbery, and they would have hanged for the murders. And, and also one of them was a policeman, so it would have been, that would have I'm going to hang you again. They would have been hung in yeah. eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trial would not have lasted. <laughs> right, okay. Yes, yeah, so Lepidus, we know, he shot himself and died. Um, Hellfield did not die, but he did contract meningitis from when he was in hospital, so he died anyway. Oh. <laughs> but he I, died I, a month later in hospital from through nothing to do with what happened he just contracted yeah well it was a result of obviously if he hadn't tried himself in the head he yes. would have mm. been... it would have it was basically the inquest said it's it was he died of, from suicide uh, right, the inquest okay, yeah. it was suicide because it was wounds infection as a result Hence of wounds that's why he went into of, hospital yeah yeah so right. they were both interred in unconsecrated ground really is now as and what's this sorry yeah. what's this ultimately known as well it's known as the tottenham outrage i've never heard of that are there any other outrages <laughs> there's no i don't know it's more of the word outrage tottenham wacky races <laughs> yeah. the um those kind of tales with the word outrage on the end i would i've never heard of that before have you not heard the story the tottenham outrage yeah as if an outrage is a standard thing that you. That's would, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the direct uh, results of it was the was that the people were outraged at yeah, the sure they were. at these revolutionary Jewish sure, immigrant right. types coming over here, <laughs> you know, yeah. stealing our wages, stealing our, you know, shooting, shooting our, our wages, shooting our citizenry. Yep. And a year after this, spilling had, our milk. <laughs> <laughs> and a year after this was an event that we've already discussed oh yeah which featured mm. some revolutionary types who committed murder in the course of a robbery which was uh, the and even Churchill got involved and even Churchill got involved uh, which was the Houndstitch murder oh, right, and yeah, yeah. the siege of Sydney Street yes 1910 right so as far as the outrage concerned, not, not sure it was an outrage at the crime itself. It was the social impact of it. Okay. I was furious about it, immigrants it. and oh, were they right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't the um, this the result of this? Well, one of the results of this also was the king's medal. The king's medal, yes, by a direct royal command, they uh, produced the king's medal, which is a medal for police. Right, right. If so, a policeman, if they can climb a ladder. Yeah, they're given the king's medal. <laughs> well, do, do you think he would have that bloke who climbed the ladder and said, "Nah, <laughs> I can't work this gun. <laughs> I can't open the window." Here, have a medal. Well, the, the, yes, the men who broke into the cottage were awarded the king's medal. Okay. The officers. I mean, it, you know, obviously a very, very dangerous yeah. sitch. Yes. Is but it called that now? The king's. Medal? It is again now. It's it was king's called the queen's medal. medal for a while. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Those three officers who broke into the cottage, they got the medal. Those three and two others were promoted to sergeant. For valour. Um, above their abilities. <laughs> valour beyond their ability. You um, think that there would be, that it would have actually have been the point at which a medal was begun for valour of, like, citizens, not police. A medal for throwing buns. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you well, should, you should. <laughs> the Baker's Medal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the King's Baker's Medal. <laughs> the citizenry, as I say, they seem to be <laughs> alarmingly well armed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they didn't true. actually. They weren't shooting at. The, they, it was the police who were shooting. They, yes, handed it over, broke yeah, into yeah. the house to okay. try and 
You've got armed robbers firing guns at you and to try and joust them on a bicycle with a broomstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's a bad sign. Imag- also, imagine all the moustaches. I mean, just... Yeah. I mean, it just would have been yeah. a sea. Shots no one shot in the moustache. Some of them on the women. <laughs> but the, uh, It'd be like some parts of London sea. today. Yeah. <laughs> sea all of, the hipsters. Sea of handlebar moustaches <laughs> shaking their fists. There was a plaque oh, yeah. to PC blue plaque. Tyler. Yeah, very good. A blue plaque to the memory of young Ralph Jocelyn, the little boy who was yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was another one that was put up showing where the chase ended at the Oak Cottage, but the cottage isn't there anymore, so the plaque isn't there anymore. There was a monument built to PC Tyler, the policeman who was shot. Yeah. The police gathered together and raised £200 to build a memorial for him, uh, which is still there. Wow. And it's a really nice sculpture, actually. It's quite a large monument. Whereabouts in is Tottenham. it? In Tottenham. Right. I'll go and find it tomorrow. It's in a very um, exclusive Tottenham graveyard. Oh, it's in a it's graveyard. It's one of the Sorry. Magnificent yeah. Seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can't remember which one. but One of the Magnificent Seven? Yeah. The Seven Cemeteries, called the Magnificent Seven. Oh, right. Is, it, is that? What, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. That's the Victorian thing. Yule so. Brenner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the grave of, yeah. <laughs> grave of Robert Wall. The Seven <laughs> Samurais. In the 19th century, when all the churchyards were overflowing with bodies, mm-hmm. they said, well, let's make seven massive cemeteries and put everyone in there. And they called them the Magnificent Seven. Oh, right. So the only thing I have on popular culture, pop cult, was the 1912 movie Dr. Brian Pelly and the Secret Dispatch. Catchy. Silent film, um, in which some of these events, as described, were reenacted. Oh, well, they, in, had in no, a, they had nothing to do with Dr. Brian Penn. In a fictitious... Yes. The, the events of the pursuit and the robbery were I love, uh, the, I love it when um, story. a film basically... Uh, sorry, a film title basically tells you all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Brian Pelly and the Secret Dispatch. <laughs> That's all for this time. If you want to know more about what we've talked about on this episode, then just Google it or something. You can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website. That's www.truecrimediary.co.uk. Please remember to leave a review on your podcast provider if you can, or you can email us. That's stuff at truecrimediary.co.uk. My thanks to Jed and Rue and to all of you for listening, and we'll see you again on next date in our True Crime Diary. <laughs>